You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Wednesday, July 31st. It means tomorrow is August. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? I know. Be- be- <laughs> believe it or not, uh, yeah, Labor Day is going to be here. I almost said Memorial Day. Yeah. Labor that, Day that's will next be here <laughs> before, uh, before you know it. And uh, all the, yeah, all the preparations for that thing that happens in August or September where little children go back to... We won't say the word yet. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right around the corner. Uh, speaking of education, <laughs> I won't say the S word. Um, how do you connect students to campus ministry? When you're thinking about college, um, it, how do you connect them to campus ministry? I, I know you and I have the same alma mater, but mm-hmm. uh, I didn't go to Concordia right away. We went to Concordia uh, Chicago Concordia River Force, but mm-hmm. I went to a community college here and there were campus ministries there that I'm grateful for. Um, we didn't have an LCMS campus ministry there at the time, but uh, there yeah. were other campus ministries that were encouraging through my time there and helped uh, encourage me to stay connected to a congregation, which was important. Um, why is that important? We're going to talk about that today. Two, uh, two perspectives uh, from the, the home parish and from the campus ministry as well. So we'll talk about that in just a minute. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us by phone this morning, Peter Laborious. He's a director of Christian education at Mount Calvary Lutheran Church, Warner Robins, Georgia, known as DCE Pete. Good morning, brother. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? Oh, great. Glad to have you with us this morning and uh, to reconnect with you and, and learn more about uh, the, the ways that the Lord has given you to serve there at Mount Calvary. Well, we are keeping busy here. We actually start the S word tomorrow. <laughs> wow! You start so school it's tomorrow. The most wonderful time of the year. That's wow! Do you like graduate in like April? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we do have a full week break in, in October, which oh, is um, that's nice. Taken advantage of, well, especially yeah. in Georgia. So, it's probably plenty warm there still in September, October. So. Uh, yeah, nice little early fall break in, in October. Nice. That does sound nice. So what is important to you in your ministry with students and, and families, with children and families and, and, and youth at, uh, at Mount Calvary? What's important to you in terms of connecting them to that next chapter in life once the, you know, they're, they're getting ready to leave the nest? Maybe they're going off to mm-hmm. college or, or going off to their first career. What's important to you in terms of preparation and uh, preparing them for that next chapter in life? Well, there's two things that I think are really important as they're preparing, is we are working for them to be prepared for that next chapter. And the first is to equip them to kind of take ownership of uh, their spiritual life and, and what they are going to do to continue to be fed through word and sacrament, whether they're at home or away. And if they happen to be at a congregation that doesn't have something happening for them, giving them the skills that, you know, there's probably people at that church of your age and your group that are just looking for somebody to take the lead and get something rolling. Um, and you have that ability. So take those abilities into whatever new congregational setting you are in and and get something going so that you can connect with people and you can support each other in your faith as you continue along the journey. 
So that's the first thing. We want them to really feel that they are equipped to be able to do that. But the second thing is, you know, all of us have been in that position, um, first day of school, going into the cafeteria with the tray, <laughs> terrified whether or not there will be a table that we are acceptable to, to be seated at. That's how kids feel when they're going away to college. Where are we going to fit in? Where are we going to plug in? Where am I going to be welcomed? And helping them to make that connection before they even show up on campus for classes the first time, having them know that they have a home, that they know that they know they know the pastor. They might even have met a couple of the people at the congregation that's near their new university just takes away some of that anxiety because they already know they have a place with with brothers and sisters that they can go and worship and be supported as they grow. How do those relationships then play out uh, through through the next year and and multiple years as students are able to build on those relationships with with that that new ish uh, church family? Um, What 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 difference does that make for them throughout those years? Unfortunately for me, and I will say unfortunately because, you know, as they've been in my ministry at Mount Calvary, I've come to know them and love them and have a relationship with them. By their sophomore year, maybe even by Christmas of their freshman year, they have a new home. So they look back at Mount Calvary and their time in our youth program with fond memories, but it's not their home anymore. Mm -hmm. The, the campus ministry, the church that they have plugged into is their new home, and that is their pastor, and that is their fellowship, and that is the place they worship. Um, and I become a footnote of the past because they have that new life happening, and that is so exciting to see. But at the same time, I miss them mm-hmm. because they were part of my life for seven, eight, nine years. So. Sure. So you, you take students to visit these campuses or uh, campus ministries. Uh, what, what is that aim for you? What do you aim to do when you take these students? It's just opening that door for them to get into discussion. It is, um, it, it's not a big program thing. It, it wouldn't even merit a chapter in a book. It would probably be a paragraph in a book. Um, find out they're going to a college talk to the pastor who's in that university community um, and arrange to go and have lunch. And we go on a road trip. We meet at the church. We walk around campus, find a place for lunch. And uh, by the time the meal actually arrives, I'm no longer a participant. I'm just observing because I've helped them get connected to their new shepherd and and they are now sharing stories and they are talking about what's going to be happening in their ministry together over the next four or five years as that child's at that campus. So it's just, it's making a connection. It's just playing, have you met my friend, pastor, whoever. And how important is this in, in making that, that transition for students as they leave home and, and move to a campus or move to a, a university setting? How important, you know, how much of a difference does this make for the students that you've been serving? I will tell you, I have probably done this um, for probably close to 20 kids in in the past five or six years. And only one of them has not continued to be an active leader at their campus ministry congregation. 
Um, so I would say that it makes a huge difference making that connection because, you know, they can't come back over Thanksgiving or Christmas and say, well, I haven't found a church yet. Yeah, you have. We found one together and we walked, walked you through that. And they know I'm probably talking to their new pastor. And um, there has been an occasion where I've sent them a little message saying, hey, pastor, whoever ha- hasn't seen you recently, how are things going? And um, it, it's, it's just building that initial relationship and then letting God work through that fellowship to, to continue to provide that spiritual home for those kids to worship at. What has been the response from pastors that you've connected with uh, on the, in these campus ministries? The pastors that have been open to meeting their ministries have been blessed by this. This I've seen uh, youth who used to be here now serving as trustees and ushers and nursery caregivers and any place the church needs them, these kids plug in. Now, unfortunately, to be honest with you, with you guys, there's been some churches that I contact that um, I, I had a situation several years ago where I actually had a group of kids uh, of about six kids going to the same university. And I contacted the, the local pastor and I said, you have a campus ministry ready to go. You have to do no work except for open the doors and lead their Bible study. And I was told by the church, campus ministry really isn't on our radar right now. And those kids weren't accepted into a church home. Um, the good part they did find a place to worship and plug in and be actively involved in their campus community as they grew in faith. The very bad part, the sad part for me, it wasn't a Lutheran church. And all that the pastor would have had to do was have lunch and get somebody to lead them in Bible study once a week, but they, they passed on that. And unfortunately that, there are congregations that are really passionate about reaching out to the kids in their community, and there's congregations that aren't. So if you're at a university or a, I mean, if you're in a, in a town or a city near a university or a college, there, there could be a really unique opportunity to connect with these students and help provide that, that word and sacrament ministry and that, and that, that, that fellowship, that, that uh, Christian community that we need that support through those very um, malleable years of, of college. Mm-hmm. Well, Pete, it has been a, a joy to talk with you and God's blessings on your new school year and uh, <laughs> your efforts to uh, to support all the, the families and, and youth uh, in the coming year. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. It was my pleasure. Y'all have a blessed day. Thank you. You too. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll get the uh, the campus ministry perspective. What mm-hmm. does it mean um, from uh, from the pastor's perspective to be able to connect with these students beforehand and then uh, during their college years to be able to uh, to support them in that word and sacrament ministry? You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs> Our listeners and supporters are talking about Worldwide KFUO. Yeah, I think your programming is just wonderful. I love the emphasis on the traditional tunes rather than the modern music. Keep up the good work. Thank you. To leave a message on the KFUO comment line, call 314-996-1542. 
That's 314-996-1542. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Worldwide KFUO. Hi, this is Pastor Mark Azil, the LCMS Director of Campus Ministry and the Chancellor of LCMSU, inviting you to join us right here on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. in the Student Union. If you can't make it, Student Union is always available as a podcast at kfuo.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus. We'll help. Wednesday afternoon at 2 on KFUO. Hi, I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson, host of Moments of Assurance, inviting you to tune in to MOA Weekend this coming week. I'm going to be sharing thoughts with you about the parable of the Good Samaritan from Luke chapter 10. As you study the parable with me, you can ask this question, and so can I. And who is my neighbor? Join me as I attempt to answer that question. That's this Saturday and Sunday on Moments of Assurance Weekend, heard at 7.45 a.m. Central Time here on Worldwide KFUO. Hi, I'm Pastor Ted Lesh, pastor at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in North St. Louis County, inviting you to listen to our KFUO radio worship broadcasts on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. Active worship, preaching, music, and singing are part of every one of our services at Chapel. Join us Sunday nights at 6. It's one more broadcast worship opportunity for you from your friends at Chapel of the Cross and KFUO Radio. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Wednesday, July 31st. We're talking campus ministry. And uh, if you haven't got a copy of the summer issue of Engage, Lutherans Engage the World, you need to check it out. That's where we're. That's who we're talking to today. Mm-hmm. Um, two perspectives on campus ministry, one from the parish DCE and now from the campus ministry. Pastor, joining us by phone this morning, the Reverend Greg Michael. He's pastor at Christus Victor Lutheran Church and Student Center at the University of Georgia. And, I, and here in Illinois, it's Athens, but in some parts it's Athens. So I'll ask Pastor Michael. Uh, Pastor Michael, good morning. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. So is it Athens or Athens in Georgia? Uh, it's Athens. That is one town we do pronounce correctly. <laughs> well, Pastor, how? Tell us a little bit about the the history of Christus Victor Lutheran Church and Student Center, and we'll get into uh, how you go about campus ministry. Uh, the campus ministry has been here for some time now. Uh, the, there was a congregation here back in the mid-50s already, and then uh, I believe about 69, it, um, that congregation was uh, given a plot of land. Given is a strong word, but um, they had access to a plot of land, and they uh, relocated there, and then the campus. This was just a campus ministry at this site. And so um, from 69 to, or 70 to uh, 1999, it was solely a campus ministry. And then in 1999, uh, Chris Victor was, was chartered. And from then, it's, from then uh, it's been a university congregation. How do you go about campus ministry? And what is, uh, what's life like as a uh, campus ministry pastor? Well, it's always different um, when you recognize that you have uh, a rotating 
um, membership, uh, whether that's official membership or just membership in terms of the body of Christ, uh, you recognize that things change. Uh, ministry, you're always dealing with people, and everybody's different. Uh, thanks be to God. That's how God made us. He made us to be unique, um, to be individuals, so that we could relate to others. And as we relate to others, we recognize it's not about me, but it's about caring for them, even as we see Christ exemplify life um, by giving himself to die on the cross for us, um, that care for the other. And so as we engage students here, the question is always, how do we help them? How do we engage them so that they recognize who they are in their baptisms? Um, and if they haven't been baptized, to grow in that um, understanding of that gift and rejoice in that gift. But then as they grow in who they are um, through study, through interaction with each other, then also helping them, how do we get them to realize, okay, this is something that we want them to be able to share. Um, and so reaching out with, with, as we would say, Christ's victory, um, since we're Christus victor, uh, and then also trying to figure out how to use them, use the gifts that God has given them so that they can develop as, as leaders. Um, here at Christus Victor, in terms of use, utilizing their gifts as we reach out to campus, but also as a congregation, utilizing them in the um, and church council, utilizing them on committees and the like, so that as they leave here, they can engage in the congregations they find themselves in the future. Um, and so how I approach it or how um, I engage students really depends on the students, where they are, where they, um, what opportunities, what gifts they have, and trying to help them move along in their faith. And so it's certainly not a one-size-fits-all, but hopefully it is something that engages them personally so that they can um, grow uh, as part of the body here and, and moving forward. When that time comes for a student to be going away to college and finding, uh, hopefully finding a, a church home during that time, um, sometimes, uh, you know, kids don't always like to listen to what their parents tell them. Um, maybe, I, so I've heard. Um, is it is it more important for for that that uh, search for that new church home to start from from the parents or from the pastors uh, or, or home congregation or both? Uh, what does that relationship look like? I would hope that it would start with the student. Um, and I know that's not either of the options you gave me. Um, that's right. Uh, but, but saying that, um, recognizing this is something that these are adults. Um, as I tell people, if they um, are old enough to go to war, if they're old enough to vote, um, these are adults. Now, in the last however many years, we have not been treating them as adults, and that's shame on us. Um, but I would encourage recognizing that transition to adulthood starts well before they go to college. And so helping, helping the student recognize, you know, going to church is not something we have to do. It's something we get to do. We get, we get to go to church to receive the gifts, to, to grow in our faith, to grow as a body. 
Um, and so helping early on that this is this is a, a joy and an opportunity rather than, oh, I've got to go to church, um, I, I think is, is a, a big step in the right direction. Now, that being said, um, different personalities require different things. And so there are definitely some students that feel a little less comfortable reaching out. And so I would say, given that every student is different, the answer could be different for everybody. But uh, it's probably easier if the person that has the best point of contact at the congregational level would contact um, the respective parties um, so that they can reach out then to the student. Um, it is true that you know us, we at the campus ministry level can reach out to the student. Um, if we do not know the student exists, it is hard to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that, that might sound obvious, but sometimes I wonder. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that, so, yeah, that's and, a whole and so, yeah, but definitely um, somehow get that information. Um, and some students have great relationship with their parents, and that's a great way to, to get connected um, if their parents come and tell. Um, so. Yeah, absolutely. I know my pastor at home, I went to Concordia, so that it wasn't as big of a thing as, as going to a public university, but my pastor, my home pastor was definitely uh, very helpful in helping me find a church home for my time uh, in Chicago. There were a lot of options, so pointing me in, in a good direction was, was definitely helpful for me. How important is um, a, a faithful campus ministry uh, in this time, uh, as as these young adults are forming uh, forming their I don't know their beliefs, uh, their <laughs> finding their identity, if I can use that word, um, how important is a good faithful campus ministry in this time of life? I I think obviously I'm in this line of work, so <laughs> I think it's um, it's pretty significant. Um, when you think about it, they are exploring. Mm-hmm. Um, they are trying to figure out who they are um, and to recognize whose they are in the midst of all of that, um, to guide them to recognize that regardless of all the peripheral stuff, whose they are um, defines primarily who they are. And then that living out their identity as a baptized child, in, in as a student, as a friend, as a significant other as however that looks is huge um, because the world definitely does not view things in the same way and so they're going to be emphasizing different things and they're going to be frequently emphasizing different things that our old sinful self likes likes to hear and so being able to have some way to maintain a foundation and a grounding in in the joy of being God's people, um, the joy of being gifted by God with grace and mercy is is huge. You mentioned you know, earlier. You mentioned earlier. You have uh, we have just about a minute left, but you mentioned you know being oh. right uh, close proximity to to students in the campus there. Um, how important is it to partner with other churches, uh, other congregations who who don't necessarily have that close proximity, or those who are sending uh, students to uh, that university in your area? Maybe they're you know from the other side of the state or the other side of the country. How important is it to partner with other congregations? Just about uh, half a minute there. I think it's important to recognize that we're part of a bigger body 
And so regardless of how that looks, the, developing those relationships, we partner with folks on retreats with, um, uh, you know, and mission trips and things like that or servant projects, um, calling them, doing that helps them recognize, hey, we are not isolated and we have too much isolation and individualism in our society and in our congregations. And just to help foster that is, I think, huge for understanding who we are in Christ. Our guest today, the Reverend Greg Michael Pastor at Christus Victor Lutheran Church and Student Center at the University of Georgia in Athens, Georgia. I think I got it right this time. Pastor Michael, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thanks for having me. You want to learn more about the the story from Pastor Michael or uh, Pete Laborious today um, from either of those perspectives, check out the summer issue of Lutherans Engage the World engage it's a it's a great magazine mm-hmm. uh, lots of good stories there you can hear uh, more of the backstory from both of these uh, faithful servants thanks so much for joining us for the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah Golseth. the coffee hour with andy and sarah is a production of kfuo to support the coffee hour and kfuo radio visit kfuo.org you can also text kfuo to 41444 or send an email to gifts at kfuo.org and you can call us at 800-844-0524 kfuo christ for you anytime anywhere